Digital Science is a technology company serving the needs of scientific and research communities, at the laboratory bench or in a research setting. We invest in and incubate scientific software companies that simplify the research cycle, making more time for discovery. We have recently released a new report detailing the potential of the blockchain for research. In this podcast, we hope to summarize our findings and also discuss what a world with blockchain technology looks like. You may be aware of our Catalyst Grant, a twice-yearly call for innovative technologies within science and research to apply for our £25,000 grant. We are excited to announce a new Catalyst Grant specifically for blockchain technologies. So if you have any early-stage ideas or a fully developed product, then please apply for our grant before the 15th of January 2018. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at DigitalSci and stay tuned for future interviews, our latest news and much more. From Digital Science, I'm Cameron Shepard. John Treadway is the Chief Operating Officer at Digital Science. So, John, why have Digital Science decided to release a report focused on the blockchain? Uh, It's always a good question, Cameron. Um, And it's uh, a fun one to answer, given that uh, on the day we released the report, there's a big conference on the blockchain in London, and there's articles all over the news about Bitcoin hitting record levels. So let's maybe step back and say, actually, if you look at the report, it's as much about the challenges in scholarly communications as it is about the blockchain. And what's fascinating and beginning to emerge now is that some of the perennial challenges in scholarly communications look like they're amenable to solution through blockchain technology. And what you see now with the blockchain technology, and particularly around Bitcoin and Ethereum, is quite a lot of hype about the potential for the technology to solve every problem in the world. And I think that suggests to us, I know this is going to sound slightly counterintuitive, but it suggests to us we're probably at the point where people are going to get slightly disillusioned with that technology. There's a Gartner hype curve which talks about technology and when it reaches productivity. And if you look at blockchain, it looks at the moment like people are going to soon start saying, oh no, it's overhyped and the potential is not what we thought it was. But actually, if you dig quite deep, you can find lots of people now coming up with quite concrete suggestions for the implications of the technology, how they're going to apply it to the problems in scholarly communication. And so now is a really good time to survey some of those opportunities. And for for us, we want to talk to these people because in a year or two, I think you're going to see some of those emerge as very significant game-changing technologies with applications across the whole ecosystem. And so I would fully expect that we're, we're launching a report at a point at which people are going to become quite disillusioned with the technology. But actually, in some senses, that's the most interesting point to be engaged in the conversation because now you will see the emergence. Not, not all of these initiatives will succeed by any means, but that's true of any startup environment. Blockchain is an enabling technology. And so given the industry we're in and the challenges that industry faces and the point at which blockchain to- technology has reached, this is a really interesting time to be launching the report. And I guess uh, briefly, can you describe some of the applications of the blockchain in the scholarly publishing and research environment? So let me give a couple of examples. I, again, the, the interesting thing is these are all potential implications, potential applications at this stage. Let me, let me highlight two. I think there's a very strong possibility that we will see uh, either the automation or the incentivization of peer review through a blockchain. And that clearly, peer review remains one of the highest value-add activities for the publishing industry. And anything that enhances or disrupts that role is very interesting. And, and there are challenges with peer review, and we may well incentivization finding new peer reviewers 
those are things where um, the technology could bring a lot of change. And an alternative one is funding, funding of um, scientific research. There are fairly standard ways to achieve, receive funding, but we have seen initiatives in, in the last few years to crowdfund scientific research or to fund citizen science activities. And again, if you look at the applications of uh, blockchain to date through something like Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, one can easily imagine some kind of cryptocurrency that allowed people to seek early stage funding for their scientific ideas and that returned a benefit to the people who were in early in that and would solve some of the identity problems around that that we have at the moment. Yeah, I, I should say, I don't want to be dismissive of the challenges that we face with the technology, right? If you just look at blockchain technology, you can see that there are potentially these applications, but there are some very hard technical challenges to overcome before we realise whether these are even possible, let alone culturally amenable to the sector and things that they want to adapt to. Obviously, you can't predict the future with technology or really anything. Can you see the industry, or the technology industry as a whole, um, changing quite drastically with uh, the the kind of with the creation of blockchain technologies? Or how how will, how will the industry be disrupted? Where can you see the major points being disrupted? So um, let me give a historic example here. So if you look at the open access movement, the early advocates of open access. Some of them were very much about open access. We want research to be openly accessible to all. Some of them were very clearly looking to disrupt and change the standard publishing ecosystem, large commercial publishers, high prices, high subscription fees. It's an open question whether the open access movement has achieved the disruption of the publishing industry. There's lots of new players, there's lots of new people emerged, but Clearly, the larger publishers remain significant players. They have adapted to the open access arena, but increasing amounts of research for open access. So with the implications of a blockchain technology, I would expect we will see a similar race, if you like, between people who, who want to see the, the blockchain applied in a way that's disruptive to the current ecosystem and people who are looking to work with existing publishers or existing stakeholders in the research sector to use the technology to solve challenges. So I think it's a very exciting time to be involved because I don't want to predict which of those will succeed. It, it could be any number of different uh, variations on a theme. So John, we have the Catalyst Grant, which is a twice yearly call for innovative technologies to apply for £25,000 um, technologies within the science and research um, sphere. Um, we've just created a new grant for blockchain technologies. Can you talk a little bit about why we've done that and what you would like to see from the creation of this new grant? Sure. I mean, the Catalyst Grant's been really successful and is a key element of what digital science does. It's our way of inviting people with early stage ideas who aren't at a point where they're really going to seek funding for those ideas to come to us and we can work with them and, and provide some you know, grant funding to help them get that idea off the ground. And in previous Catalyst grant rounds, we've seen a couple of people applying for applications of blockchain technology. And again, if you, if you think about where we are with the applications of blockchain technology, there's a lot of people with a lot of good ideas and there's a lot of hype around. But there's some people who, are, who, who have an idea, but you know, doing an ICO and going through that whole very big high profile process, that may not be the right thing for them at the moment. And so... Um, 
given the number of people that um, you're spoke to when he's putting together the report, it's become obvious, I think, that now is a good time to invite people with those type of ideas to come to us and say, hey, I've got this idea, I would like to work on a pilot project, I'd like to develop the technology, I would like to use the money to um, bring together a number of parties who might be interested and who can who can help to start something, a, a specific application of the technology. And as I say, that's, that's worked for us before in other contexts and um, blockchain is a new technology, but it's, it's not fundamentally new that people have got a, a technology that they're willing to, that they want to apply in, in a new area. And um, I'm extremely optimistic that we're going to find some exciting opportunities to, to work with people and, and provide funding for them. Dr. Joris van Rossum authored Digital Science's new report and is the co-founder of PeerWith. He currently holds a position as Director, Special Projects at Digital Science. Hi Joris, a lot of people listening to this podcast will probably appreciate a succinct description of what the blockchain actually is. Uh, Do you think you could give me one? Well, in its essence, what blockchain is, is a technology that allows for a, a comprehensive, trustworthy, but decentralized database. Uh, and also in the context of scholarly communication research, that's the essence. So it allows us to create a, a database which, with no central owner, uh, whereby everybody has the same copy of the, uh, of the database, while still being authoritative, um, comprehensive, and trustworthy. Okay, so you authored this new report that we just released at Digital Science with you as the author. What were the main takeaways from the report? The main takeaways are that actually, uh, and it was a surprise to, to many, uh, I think, is that the blockchain technology can be very relevant to the challenges we have in scholarly communication. Uh, if you would summarize the challenges that we're facing, that is a lack of transparency, there is a lack of openness of science, and also uh, outdated uh, metrics. A look at the blockchain and also looking at the initiatives that are already in this industry shows that in theory, these challenge- challenges can pretty much be solved by, by applying the blockchain. And could you describe some of the, the ways in which the blockchain, when you apply them to the scholarly world, how they'll solve some of these problems? Well, to, to use an example is dissemination of content. Uh, scholarly communication uh, is dependent on basically two dominant models, that is, that is subscriptions or that is, that is uh, open access. Well, subscription model, we all know, comes with its own set of problems, um, high prices, for example, but also a lack of access to people uh, who cannot uh, pay the subscription. But also open access, uh, after many years, still about a minority of articles are open access, and it introduced its own set of problems, for example, the predatory publishers. Um, what blockchain could do is um, introduce micropayments, whereby usage of content is coupled to micropayments, which could, for example, be a, a sustainable business model for publishers as well, and solve the issues we see with subscription and with, with open access. And what about in a, in a world like peer review? How could blockchain sort of change that whole paradigm there? Yeah, peer review is also an important one. And there are two specific challenges there. Uh, one is the lack of uh, transparency. Um, we usually do not know who the reviewers were, let alone that we can read the review reports and know what, what has been done with it. But also there's a lack of recognition. Review is now an underrecognized activity. So what blockchain could do is two things. First of all, is once you have, again, this decentralized database storing, of, storing all research activities, including peer review, it's much easier than to build metrics on top of that because you, you, you have the information about the review, but also you can make it more transparent. You can show who did the review and what, what has been done with the review report. 
What blockchain, the interesting aspect of blockchain is that it can make the process up to publication more transparent and more open. From doing the research, collecting the data, analysis, peer review, that can all be made more transparent by using the, using the blockchain technology. And what about the future? Um, you know, how, how do you see blockchain being applied in the next sort of five years? That's a very interesting question. Uh, things go pretty fast in blockchain. Uh, I think uh, Gardner's uh, fa uh, famous uh, hype uh, cycle uh, graph didn't show the blockchain two years ago at all so it's going really fast and also in the last couple of weeks we saw some big announcements around uh, blockchain initiatives for example pluto.network which is a new initiative around blockchain and scholarly communication um, at the same time um, what needs to happen now is is a conversation with uh, all the stakeholders in this industry to really think about how we would like to apply it because in the report it also shows that there are many many applications uh, on the level of research, in the level of dissemination, on the level of metrics, for example. So we really, as an industry, have to come together, discuss the potential applications, and then start testing it and start building it. So I think five years is a, three to five years is a good timeline. Evelyn Klumpers is the co-founder of Catalysis. So, Evelyn, if possible, um, could you perhaps give a short description of what the blockchain is? Because I, I know a lot of our listeners are probably struggle with the, the concept or, um, you know, uh, I've heard kind of different descriptions from, from other people. So the way I describe it when I'm in a, a bar with my friends uh, <laughs> and have a few of drinks um, is uh, the easiest to describe it is as a, the Internet of Value. So um, you can uh, compare it to the email, uh, which uh, it was the first application running on the internet. Uh, by now, uh, a few years later, or a dozen of years later, we know what we could do with the internet. So the first uh, application running on top of the blockchain technology is the Bitcoin. And in 10 years time, we will know what we can do with the blockchain. But it is a, uh, a network of computers for um, trading uh, without trusting each other. Okay, and, and and you're the founder of a of a I guess a blockchain company called Catalysis. Um, could you give a a, a description of of um, the company and also why you decided to to co-found it? So yeah, sure. Um, so we are based in Amsterdam uh, with Catalysis, and we have developed uh, a digital ownership and micropayment implementation based on smart contract blockchain technology, and we are really intrigued by the value of online content. We see that online content, uh, the value of it is determined offline. And if you have content online, if you don't close it behind uh, paywalls, it's being spread over the internet. And as a, as a creator, you don't get remunerated for that. So blockchain could potentially help these content creators in, or, uh, in order to directly link back to the creator and opening up the systems in order to spread the content. And what about your customer base right now? What do they use when they use Catalysis? Yeah, we really look at the business processes because we don't want yet another application for people to use. So we now have a WordPress plugin, which is used by Reporters Online. That's a platform of over 500 freelance journalists in the Netherlands. And actually, it's just a plugin, so you wouldn't even notice that there's a blockchain behind it. You can allocate uh, the various contributors of the article and the percentage they own. Uh, when you upload the article on your website, smart contract is being stored with metadata on the blockchain and on the other hand for content consumers if they want to consume the content automatically a call is being made to the blockchain backend and value flows go to the rightful holders nearly real time. And where do you think that this technology um, will go in the coming years? Do you see yourself catalysis um, changing how you use the blockchain? Not per se. I don't believe that we will change the way we use the blockchain currently um, but what I would give a prediction is that a lot of startups will fail and the reason of that is that they are not really thinking full 
forward when they are building their products because um, you really need to think today uh, what you need to do now in order to have a production-ready system for the future. And that's why I don't believe we are changing the way we use the blockchain because we are really thinking upfront how we want to design our products such that uh, when it's used worldwide, that, that we will be able to, to do so.